No, no, do less. That's what heroes do. <laughs> all right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of I Can Do This All Day. You have tuned in to something special because it is the I Can Do This All Day podcast awards episode. We're closing out the year with some fantastic awards. I'm your host. Fuck me. I was like so close to that. Do the, right. do the normal. Do the normal. All right. Do less. Do less. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to another episode of I Can Do This All Day. I'm Dan, the part-time Avenger. With me is Mark, the resident Jedi. Hello there. You're in for a very special treat tonight, uh, folks, because we've decided not to talk about one movie. We're back to talking about multiples, but we're not even going to deep dive into those movies. Ten, count them, ten. We're not going to deep dive into them. We're just going to give you minor opinions about them, and this is... Of course, the last podcast you'll get from us this year. So why not make it an awards podcast? Dan, tell us more. With the awards, this is not going to be your Oscars. It's not even going to be the Golden Globes. Golden Globes. This is going to be the I Can Do This All Day podcast award show. And so we've got some interesting names and interesting movies and recipients of these awards. But Mark, let's just jump right into it. And the very first award for tonight is the Wedge Salad Award. The Wedge Salad Award. Why the Wedge Salad Award, Dan? Because just like a Wedge Salad, the recipient of this award is basically a hunk of shit that fools you into thinking it was amazing, but it's just lettuce bacon and, and and blue cheese and just all of these wonderful on iceberg lettuce it's a big facade oh such a facade so much of a facade that it cost somebody a bet this year um so we don't have nominees we don't have uh uh um uh, drum rolls uh we just have names and our first award, our wedge salad award, goes to none other than Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, the ultimate 2022 wedge salad. So they could have just called it the Singleverse of Madness, because really that's all that took place. Maybe, maybe a duoverse, but multiverse. I think it was stretching just a little bit. Now, I will go on record to say that I did enjoy the movie. I enjoy all the MCU movies, but this one did not live up to expectations and the hype for us. But you know what? They're a winner tonight. I'm sure that Bruce Campbell uh, um, would be happy to accept this award if this was a real show. Um, and he it would is say a real show if it was an in-person event. And we had an actual trophy to hand to someone. Um, I'm sure that he would have something uh, smart to say um, about rolling with the punches and, um, and, and things like that. But this is a hypothetical plate of iceberg lettuce that I give to you, Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Please don't tease us like this again, Marvel. Ant-Man. The next award, Mark, why don't you go ahead and break us off a little bit of this? 
so the, while we do, uh, Dan and I see uh, uh, probably too many movies on a yearly basis from home, from the theater, from the car, from uh, wherever, right? I'm always absorbing content, always taking things in. Um, just like everybody else, we're not perfect. Though we claim to be, we are not perfect. And and the Just a Bit Outside Award is that movie that, man, we have not seen it yet, but dang, it's probably pretty good. And we should get around to that at some point somewhere. And the winner of this year's Just a Bit Outside Award goes to Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. This movie's wowed us with cast and reviews and cast and directors and hype and completely escaped us because we were too busy eating our wedge salad. Speaking of that wedge salad award with Multiverse of Madness, this movie is supposed to be the best multiverse movie of the year. And as we have called ourselves out for not being open and making time for all comers, we've also committed that at some point, probably in January or February, when we're really low on superhero content, there, there's a chance we'll review this movie. No guarantees, though. Could still miss, but we might. And you know what? That's all we're going to say about this movie, because you know what? We haven't seen it. Yeah, I but know nothing about this. Nothing. Once again, a winner in our eyes. The first movie we've talked about with zero spoilers. Very true. All right. So our next award we agreed was was just is so necessary. It was so necessary. Was it? All, I, I mean, was we have it? to teach we have to teach our listeners a lesson sometimes and 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 while while you you all have been generous with suggestions whether it be in movies to review in 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 themes to adopt in names for awards for this evening there there's there's one thing that we just don't get we don't know why you made us review this movie we don't know why you were so hyped for it and um, for us, we've named this award the uh, we, we, You Just Don't Get It Award for the most irritating and useless movie that we have reviewed in 2022. Danny, tell us what movie won. Well, it's all tricks, very little treat, but I'm talking about Hocus Pocus. I just don't get it. Talk about something that should have just been left alone in the graveyard. There's a meme that uh, I saw after we watched this this movie and did our, our episode where uh, it's, oh, it's the 10th anniversary or 20th anniversary, however long that the movie is. Is it 20 years? I think 20 years, right? I, 20th year anniversary me. of us pretending that Hocus Pocus is good. And I was ah. like, wow, that is an accurate, accurate meme because I did not understand why people hold this movie in such high regard. I, I think it's like they wanted to see if they could defrost Bette Midler and she could show some level of talent. And they did. And she was around, you know, 
Maybe it was to warm Sarah Jessica Parker up for another run at Sex in the City. Um, but no, no, none of this was necessary in my mind. None of it but at all. The award goes to the original Hocus Pocus, I would say. Uh, I mean, I think that they're intertwined. There's one, there's two, there's the same three annoying, useless Indiana Jones of witches. Completely, like, nothing, no. And and for me, I think the most irritating is the younger versions of the older witches. Like, did we really need that exposition? We get it. They're annoying. They're terrible. Just like the movie. Ugh. But not 100% evil. I just don't get it. I don't get it. But mm. let's go on to our next award. And that is our unexpected gem. Now, the unexpected gem is something that we were just really caught by surprise. And we just were enthralled by it. I, I'm fair to say it's one of the best releases of Marvel for this year, maybe even in the past two years, three years, maybe. Who knows? But it was one of the things this year that just left me wanting more. I wanted more. I wanted it to go on for hours. I wanted it to be longer than Samaritan. And you know what? I think it will be longer than Samaritan because we will probably be able to do this all day, every Halloween. And it is Werewolf by Night. So good. So black and white. So uh, film noir. So nostalgic to the old horror movies. Um, just, just, just awesome. Good action too. Oh, you thought you couldn't do action in black and white? You're wrong. Elsa Bloodstone. I do love me some pale, dark-haired Irish girls. And yep, that's another reason why it's a winner. It's true. It's true. So we talked about the Unexpected Gem Award and congrats to Werewolf by Night. And we talked about things that Dan really, really likes. So we're going to go on to something else that we both appreciate. And I'm sure the world appreciates because he was voted the sexiest man of the year. And that is the Chris Evans award, which will go to the sexiest leading character in a movie that we reviewed this year. Mark, why don't you tell us who it is? Well, I I think we got to talk about the competition a little bit here this year, because there was a lot. True, There were a lot of pretty people in films this year. Um, you know, pretty people were back in movies after they had their masks off and they had time to 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 sync back up their workout routine. But there was one person who it did not seem like he stopped his workout routine through COVID. He just kept going and going and never skipped leg day. A lot of deep squats, a lot of a uh, lot of a lot of clenching going on in in this um I, I don't think that my vote counted as much as Dan's in this, but Dan was so enthralled with this that he dressed up um, uh, um, to, to represent our Chris Evans award winner, Chris Hemsworth, but Thor himself and good God, man, put me on that gear just so I could look a fraction of jacked as that dude. And yeah. Just a, a fantastic man molded of clay and marble 
And, so what uh, you're saying is, is it's worthy. One would say worthy, but yes, yes the Chris Evans award ironically goes to Chris Hemsworth. Congratulations, Chris Hemsworth ass. You go. You Fantastic. Go. Now, speaking of odd awards, let's talk about something that this podcast holds in high regard, and that is nostalgia. And we're going to talk about the next award, which Mark, the resident Jedi, will give a little bit more insight. So as we were thinking of who we could honor with an award in the I Can Do This All Day podcast awards uh, for 2022, um, and we love nostalgia, and I don't think any other filmmaker makes more nostalgia and loves nostalgia more and loves to just copy and paste nostalgia into movies than J.J. Abrams. So the J.J. Abrams Award, the again, again, J.J. Abrams Nostalgia Award this year goes to one of the top grossing films of the year that if you didn't see it in theaters, you did not see it for a very long time. Um, unless you saw it back in 1986, and that is Top Gun Maverick. And by the way, it's out in theaters again this week and next week, I believe. Tom Cruise needed another plane, so they had to re-release this bad boy. The world needed a hit because nothing else is happening right now. I mean, there is that movie with water that we won't talk about. Mm. They strategically released it so that way it ran right before that movie. <laughs> and so, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love uh, it. I love Top it. Gun Maverick. Uh, pleasantly surprised. Not only, not only did they use screenshots, movie stills, helmets, characters, inferences, references from the original movie, but damn if they didn't get the star and nobody else from the original back. Talk about <laughs> we're leaving all those old people behind. Yeah. Tom Cruise, wacky motherfucker. But somehow they got the most nostalgically bad 80s mustache in a movie on poor Miles Teller's face. Miles Teller, everyone just see him doing that little dance on the beach with his abs and oiled up. Everyone whistling to that oh, man. Republic song. Everybody just wanted to hear it for the boys. That's what I heard. Playing with the boys, if you remember correctly. Playing mm. with the boys. Was it by Don Henley? I don't know. It, Whatever. It probably was. It super, probably was. Super manly. Oh yeah. So manly. Oh yeah. I mean, you even had you even had Lady Gaga trying to make a Berlin song. Yeah. That was I disappointing. Mean, is is it was it was but but nostalgic you, yeah it definitely was <laughs> great balls of fire this movie was nostalgic oh man it's almost like we've seen this movie before it's it's some of the images directly it's like the beginning of this movie is a completely different movie it's almost like it too where i swear i've seen this movie somewhere else um, in a galaxy far, far away. Oh, mm. I mean, you know, sometimes the needs of the few outweigh the needs or the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one, unless you're Tom Cruise 
and you need to save all of cinema and and come back and basically do the exact same movie that everybody's been asking you to redo from 1986. God damn it, Tom Cruise. We salute you. <laughs> he, he, used, he uses gypsy magic. So we salute grants- you like every single Scientologist. We salute you like Travolta. Wow. That's, that, that's a... Just automatically made me think of the sad Travolta. You know what that is? Oh, there's a lot of sad Travolta. Check it up on Urban Dictionary, everyone. Sad Travolta. But yeah. going on to our next award. This one is just right on the money. It is just something that couldn't be done any better. I'm talking about the Bullseye Award. The Bullseye Award is awarded to a casting choice that was in our minds absolutely perfect. After we saw the movie, didn't even question it. 100% cemented as to what think, it was. I think nothing about that movie leaves anything to question but excellence, right? And 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 the perfect casting has so many layers to it. It's not just the movie. It's not just the writing. It's not just the original character that this could be based on, possibly. It's not just the the other experiences that the actor has, the other characters they could be drawing from or trying to distance themselves from. It's not the physical attributes of the actor that may, that may make them look to be almost exactly physically and um, you know, everything like, like the other, uh, like the person they're playing. It's, it's sometimes just, it just works. It just works. Who are we talking and, about, Mark? And for us this year, Daniel Radcliffe just works in the Weird Al movie. Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter as Weird Al. He goes from Dementors to Demento. And didn't skip a beat. I thought I was looking at Weird Al 20 years ago as he feverishly loved Madonna and the accordion and his Bologna. Sheer genius and a very creative movie. Uh, A lot of fun with that. And he did a fantastic job. Hey, Harry Potter, what else can I say? Oh, dude. And, And he got ripped for this. Just like you assume the real Weird Al is, because he's had to fight bullies his whole life for being so weird. But man, such a great movie. Another one of those films that in January, when things are slim, you may hear from us on this great, just cinematic accomplishment and pop culture, just instant classic. And without Daniel Radcliffe, I don't think this movie works. Some would argue that it's a true story, 100% factual, too. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I don't hear anybody refuting the story. So, comedic genius, Weird Al, and comedic genius performance by Daniel Radcliffe. I wanted to take a just a moment uh, and get a little bit serious here at the I Can Do This All Day podcast. And we have lost a lot of actors this year. A lot. A lot of talent has passed away, unfortunately. Some, many, way too soon. And so we wanted to honor the memory of those actors 
and we wanted to come up with a memorial. And this and memorial a- is the Dak Ralter Memorial Award. This is special to us because for those of you that don't know who Doc Ralter is, Dak Ralter is Luke's gunner in the Empire Strikes Back. He may be the most useless character in all of Star Wars. And too much attention is given to really impactful actors, actresses, characters, people. Nobody talks about those nobodies. Those folks that really could have done nothing to help the movie. Those people that are just there as window dressing and nothing else. And the people that will receive this memorial award, uh, and I do say people because there are multiple. Uh, now here's here's the thing. It was really cool to see them in this movie, but they died in such a fashion that was comedic, hilarious, shocking, all in one. And Mark, I think you know who we're talking about. Such a group of legend, and yet such a group of useless. I mean, in and out of the movie in less than the time it takes to to take a whiz. I mean, you could pee and miss this entire part of the movie, and you know what? Wouldn't, Wouldn't hurt the plot for you at all. Literally the most useless characters in a 2022 Marvel movie goes to the Illuminati in Doctor Strange. First off, I just want to throw the disclaimer out there. They were pretty awesome when they were introduced. Oh, hugely awesome, but hugely useless. and, And I think all of us agree that, man, I'd love to see John Krasinski come back as Reed Richards and be useful. I'd love to see a Peggy Carter show where, where Haley Atwell comes in and actually plays her for a length of time and learns to catch a shield, not in the chest. Rightfully so. These people were decimated and really deserve the Dak Ralter Memorial Award. So now that we've gone over our sad Memorial Award, really, it's kind of funny. Let's bring it right back and bring some levity in. And if you remember, on our Halloween episode, we talked about the worst candy that you can get. And one of those candies were... Circus peanuts. Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit about this award? Just so bad. Such a lie. They're not peanuty. There's no circus. There's no fun. They're just trash. Just crumbly garbage. Orange crumbly garbage. That's what circus peanuts are. And we felt that there was a movie this year that deserves a similar association. That it was just crumbly garbage. 
a movie that was built up with as much fervor and excitement as the Illuminati were in Doctor Strange. Something where we're like, this could be fucking great. So excited. And then crumbly garbage. Now, this movie was starring a man who has won a Best Picture Award. He has an Oscar, folks. Oscar. Little statue. They actually give them out every year. And we're going to give him another statue because he gets our Circus Peanuts Award. We're talking about Rocky himself, Sylvester Stallone, in the movie Samaritan. The forgettable, deletable, blow up the server and let the negatives burn. Dumpster fire of a movie. If you remember the Resident Jedi's famous quote from that episode, get me wet and feed me chocolate. We were talking about Samaritan. It just, it just, why? Why would you do this to this? I feel like people are just taking advantage of Sylvester Stallone at this point in his life. Like, maybe he's just a little extra punchy. And he's just, you know, I do a movie named Samaritan. That's, that's a great idea. And, and I'll punch things again, right? Okay, I'll punch him. I'll punch him good. I also enjoy chocolate. Can we make part of the movie where I get a little treat for punching things? <laughs> and and that yeah, sure, buddy. I also like to take showers. I feel like my best scene <laughs> was the shower scene in Rocky Five when I told everybody that I had the brain damage. Why, why, why is Bill Cosby talking on behalf of Sylvester Stallone? I mean, why is this movie made in general? There oh, are mysteries man. in the world, Dan, that we will never be able to solve. But one mystery is that this movie deserves the award. Oh. The Circus Peanuts Award. So bad. So bad. So we're coming up on the final award of the evening. Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? So after enduring the, the Circus Peanuts, uh, we, we, f- we figured we needed a face melter here. And um, we just decided to name the award the face melter. It, it is literally just the bestest thing that we've seen. The bestest thing ever that we've talked about. Just the top. The, the anti-Samaritan movie uh, of, of, of the last uh, 12 months. That, that we, we took in and just cannot say enough good stuff about. A movie that we both can do all day, every day, Saturday, Wednesday. Doesn't matter. Dan, you want to tell us about this movie and why it was so important? It was so important because it also really kind of sparked us as a podcast because our first episode we talked about this movie and really pretty much just gushed over this movie because it was so well done and nostalgia. Holy shit. It got it. And then some, because you had nostalgia and then you had a little bit more. And then, you know what you brought in some others 
it was a star-studded cast. Very, very surprising that they got all of these actors and supporting cast to come back. And also really awesome in the sense that you had the first of the comic book Spider-Man on the big screen in our generation with Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland, all three of them, getting the face melter award for Spider-Man Far From Home. The No Way Home? Fuck. God damn it. I don't even know where to start off from there. It's okay, folks. We make mistakes sometimes. You know what? Because no way. You could also you could also call this movie a movie from 2021. But you know what? We don't care. There's no way we weren't bringing this movie back up. There's no way that we weren't gonna gush with excitement over our childhood Spider-Man and our mid-grade Spider-Man and our little cute Tom Holland Spider-Man and all of the the Spider-Man quippy thwippy jokes about does that just come out of your body? How does that even work? Um, just so much good stuff here. Uh, um, in 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 No Way Home, Green Goblin going full force, beating the shit out of Spider-Man, and vice versa. Holy God! Willem this movie Defoe. was awesome. Willem Dafoe bringing the noise. Uh, I mean. Aunt May giving us the line to end all lines. Um, shout out Marissa Tomei. Just, I mean, who knew? Who knew that the chick from My Cousin Vinny, who knew about uh, the, the 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 displacement and top left center and and timing on a 1965 whatever, could come back and talk to us about about um. You know, great power, great responsibility with probably the most heartfelt death scene we've seen all year. Yeah. Like I said, it sparked this podcast and um, super honored to have that in our very first episode. And really, when you think about what this movie had, it had the multiverse. It had that nostalgia. It was an MCU movie. It was just so damn good. So damn good. And you know what? It had Doctor Strange. So technically, Doctor Strange did have a good multiverse movie. Eh, Doctor Strange in sweatpants. Still I've, awesome. not been, I've not been a Doctor Strange fan all year. All year. A no for me. But you know what balanced it? Everything else in the movie, literally. You got rid of Blue Jamie Fox. You, 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 you just, it was all there. It was all there and it was great. And shout out to Ned's Lola, who actually spoke the Filipino language of Tagalog on screen. Uh, and for those who don't know, I am Filipino. So it was really cool for me to understand that and just be like, I know what she's saying. I know what she's saying. So very cool. Very cool. You and all the other Filipinos, nobody else. Um, there's that's that's a, a large population so um yeah i i, I just just mm, such a good movie could spend another hour talking about it again but man you know what 
maybe uh, listeners should just go back and listen to that episode. If you haven't, download or subscribe. Or, uh, you know, you already got a preview into two movies we might talk about next year if we run out of topics. I mean, what better time to uh, thank our, uh, our our listening community who 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 continue to somehow uh, take the time to download and and listen and 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 just patronize all over the world, all over the world. Absolutely crazy to me. I mean, but I think I think we're on like five continents at this point. We are now. We just need to get someone in Antarctica and Australia. I mean, if anybody knows somebody, I mean, given given an award to Hemsworth's bum should get us right there in Australia. Damn it, Aussies! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Go and and somebody in Germany has to know somebody in the military that's gotten transferred to the Antarctica post. Send them our podcast. We're trying to go for seven. Let's go. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, This is closing out 2022, which has been an awesome year for us because we got a chance to go and talk about what we love the most, and that's movies, entertainment, fun, ridiculousness. And it just gives us a chance to come together and just like BS. And and it it is humbling and kind of uh, just, I don't know, sometimes weird that people enjoy listening to it, but I love it. I mean, I, I talk about this all day um already do so we appreciate y'all as a as a community as a as a listening group um and still want to ask for um new submissions new topics thing you like thing that you didn't if there's an award that we missed tonight that you want to give out as a as an icdt podcast community like let's let's hear about it um send it to us on twitter hit us up on instagram tiki talky us like let's go it's free we hope we entertain you for at least a portion of your day and we will continue to do so so until next year this is dan the part-time avenger that's mark the resident jedi be safe uh enjoy the rest of 22 and uh to a positive and awesome and much better marvel 23 let's go ant-man